Hey guys, welcome back to Bible and Coffee. How are you on this beautiful Monday? Uh, so happy Mother's Day to every mother out there, and I'm so happy to be here and be here with every each one of you. So today we are continuing on, and today we're going to be reading. Uh, let's see, John the Baptist tells more about Jesus, and this is going to be. Uh, let's see, verses 22 through 36, and it's gonna. It's not that long, but. I will be splitting this into two two parts for today and tomorrow, since um, after verse thirty six comes um, chapter four, and I don't want to start that start that until Monday, so I have um, so I can read that Monday and Tuesday, and there won't be such a long gap from those two moments. Okay, so let's continue on. And like always, let's start with a prayer and then we'll continue on, okay? So, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this wonderful day that you've given me, for allowing me to hear to preach your word in front of these lovely people on the other side of the screen. I thank you so much for allowing me to be alive, Lord, for allowing me to see, to breathe, to touch, and to talk, Lord. I thank you for waking up my family and for waking up me, Lord, and for allowing me to be here right now. I thank you for everything that you've done for the other person on the other side. I don't know who they are, Lord, but I'm thankful for that they're here today. I ask that you please help me uh, preach your word to the other person on the other side and allowing me to um, to truly um, tell it as it's told, Lord, the way that you want me to, your holy doctrine. I thank you so much and I ask for forgiveness, Lord, because every day I fail. And every day I fall. But I know that you're here with me, Lord. And that's why I ask once more for forgiveness, Lord. To be better, Lord, every day. And to learn from my mistakes. And not always make the same mistake, Lord. I thank you so much, Lord. Please allow us to open our hearts to truly capture what you're trying to say to us, Lord. I thank you for everything. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, let's continue on. Last week, we talked about John... No. We talked about... Hmm. Oh, uh, Jesus teaches on Nicodemus. And we ended with, Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for the fear that his deeds will come to be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes to the light so that it, so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God so we talked about that all uh, last week the past two weeks uh, no the past week <laughs> last week the past two days Monday and Tuesday and today we're continuing on we're still on chapter 3 verse 8 no 22 so we're going to continue on so I recommend you get your pencils pens highlighters notebooks your phone maybe or your physical bible and your coffee and we'll continue right on okay so so verse 22 through uh, let's see mm. uh, let's eat through 26 okay so after this Jesus and his disciples went out to Judea's courtside where he, he spent some time with them and baptized 
Now John was also baptizing at near Aeon, near Salim, because there was plenty of water and people were constantly coming to be baptized. This was before John was put into prison. An argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, well, he is baptizing and everyone is going to him. Uh, let's continue on to verse 27. To this John replied, A man can receive only what it is given to to this, John replied, A man can receive only what is given from, given him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I am not the Christ, but I am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bride's groom. The friend who attends the bridegroom awaits and listens to him, and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine, and is now and is now complete. I must become great. He must become great. I must become less. So that's where we're going to end, okay? For today's lesson. So. Uh, this section begins with an abrupt change of scene to Aeon near uh, Salim in the land of Judea. The two groups were baptizing, so. Uh, John and uh, Jesus were both baptizing. As we all know, uh, uh, John came to point people um, to Jesus. He was his herald, his, um, the person who came to prepare the way. And uh, I guess the uh, disciples weren't um, truly understanding because they, um, this argument is mostly based on why is he also baptizing? Why is he getting more attention? Shouldn't you be getting more attention? You were here first. And here John explains why, and he uses this uh, wonderful um, um, parable, I think it would be called, or a, um, it j just a simple example. And it's a very, um, very great example that we're going to um, get into throughout this um, message. But that's the basis of the, the argument they had. It's just that he, um, the way that John shows his humility by saying, I'm going to become less and less, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I find joy in that. And he will become greater than I because he is the son of God. So right here it says, um, as for John, he was perfectly aware of his position was in God's plan. Uh, let's see. Uh, he was a herald uh, of the Messiah King to put in his own words, the friend of the bridegroom. John was content to prepare the to prepare for the bridegroom and then quietly fade into the background while the bridegroom receives all the attention. And John knew that he would become less important and he and less noticed than sorry, <laughs> important and less noticed and at that Jesus would increase recognition and importance. And John was happy to see that because he knew his plan through God. So verses 22 through 20, <laughs> 23 uh, Jesus and his disciples went into Judea courtside and baptized. Now John was also baptizing at Aeon near Salim. So, Salim? Salim. <laughs> uh, these couple verses tell us that the, both groups were baptizing 
at the same time, one in Judea and the other one in Aon near Salim, uh, which has been in northern uh, Samaria, Aon, which means a place of many springs, helps um, explain the statement, um, there was plenty, oh, sorry, <laughs> there was plenty of water. Uh, let's see. So, like it also said in verse 24, this was before John was put in prison. And this statement is actually, um, it's quite helpful because it states um, the chronological order of events. And it's saying, oh, this is before and this happened after. And it's quite helpful. Uh, I used to read this book called, oh, what was it called? The, Great, the Greatest Story Ever Lived. And it's, um, it's, the bi- it's, it's technically not the Bible. But it's just the order of events chronologically through the Bible, because as we know, that each um, each story has its own version, and I mean each book has its own version, and it's not chronological chronologically correct. Um, I'm gonna find that book, and in the description I'll put the name of that book. But it's a re- very great book because it shows every action and detail of each book put into um, order. So. When it says in verse 25, a discussion about purification arose between John's disciples and a Jew. So this immediate context of the argument is over purification probably involved some debate about the authority of John the baptism and how it related to baptism connected to Jesus. So, where was I? So this topic is still controversial controversial years later during one final confrontation between Jesus and the teachers of the law. So here you can find this um, uh, confrontation in Luke verse 20 1 through 8 and Jesus asked his questionnaires about John's authority to baptize and it says and I quote it is from heaven or from men or from men and that's a question. The Jews sought um, purification through various sacrifices and washing, washings prescribed to God through Moses, but centuries of human adjustments has transformed the way uh, humility before God's into hopeless maze of human efforts. So you might be confused at what I'm saying, and what it is, is they took this um, pure thing that God gave to men to wash their sins away, and man grabbed this pure thing and added a bunch of things so much more complicated than it need to be that it did to added that and it just takes a complex maze and you're just trying to figure out how do I do this correctly how do I just you know ask for forgiveness and it, it took away the pureness and the the personal um the personal how do I put this it took, it took away the, um, the pure and the personal that it was supposed to be. And so, um, uh, when the, the religious leaders saw what John's um, simple preaching and repentance, they thought it was unacceptable as a form of purification because it, it seemed too simple. And they, and they somehow thought it should be this complicated thing so yes so right here well um it says uh, uh, the conflict between the message of john and the system of ceremonial religion into which he stepped in, 
except literally to I'm sorry, <laughs> I think I read this wrong. So it's called the real need, the conflict between the message of John and the system of ceremonial religion into which he stepped literally did prepare the way for the Messiah. So the response of crowds repenting and seeking forgiveness was evidence of spiritual life without reality. People didn't need a religious system as much as they needed salvation. They no longer they longed for inner purity that could not be provided by ceremonial washing, John was pleased to point them to the Savior. People today still have one same need. Our role is to point them to Jesus. You know, just, there's there's many complicated things, right? But the simplest thing that we can do is just point them to Jesus, okay? And as they grow, they start understanding. It's, it's like teaching a child um, college math when they still haven't understood the basics you know introduce them you know like barely step into the water you know as they continue growing they will understand more and more things through God because it's just a simple need to ask yes yeah, I want to be with Jesus I want to understand so verse 26 says um, that man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one that you testified about, well, he is baptizing and everyone is going to him. So John's disciples exposed their competitive spirit and every each one of us has a comp competitive spirit. And this, this is a certain because of the way John responded to them in their following verses. These disciples of John must have lost sight of their mission which was to join John in preparing people for Christ. They should not have been surprised, much less dismayed, that people were going to Christ they were supposed to. Why did John the Baptist continue baptizing after Jesus came into the scene? Why didn't he just become a disciple too, you might be asking. So John explained that because God had given him his work. He had to continue it until God called him to do something else. John's main purpose was to point people to Christ. Even with Jesus beginning his own ministry, John could still appoint people to Jesus. So John knew his position and knew what he had to do. He knew that until the Father came and told him something else, he will continue doing, he will continue doing his work. And the disciples shouldn't have been surprised that they were going to Jesus because he is to Christ. And that was their job. That was their whole mission. The whole mission was to, you know, lead the people to Christ, and when He came, show them the way to Him. So right here, we're going to talk about more of the competitiveness of Christians. So we as Christians, we must always remember our primary focus of our ministry, to exalt Christ and point people to Him. Healthy relationship with other Christians will include our recognition of certain leaders, pastors, and teachers. But we must always remember that they too have the same commission. They have the same mission as us. We should not allow ourselves to become prideful of the particular church, group, or leader that we are associated with. And we must do our utmost to resist any kind of competitive spirit. All of us are under the sovereignty of God. And VSO bitter com uh, comparison will make us ineffective. Our task is to follow Christ and to see that He is exalted. You know, there's 
this competitiveness between Christians, like, yeah, I can be better. Yeah, I have more stuff than you. I have better instruments. I have better preachers. That's no. We're all called to do the same thing, and that's to point people to Christ and to exalt Him and adore Him. And you might be asking, what about regular competitive? Well, that's um, as in um, going to sports. That's the that's the point of the sports, the competitive sporting. But this is the same goal, and that's to reach the Lord, which is completely different. So let's see. In verse 27, it says, uh, No one can receive anything except what has been given from heaven. John's reply to his disciples was the response of a man who knew his place in God's plan. He knew that a person was not able to do anything unless it had been given to him or her from God. He knew how to give glory where glory was due. If all the people were going to Christ, if Christ's ministry was expanding, then it must be God's plan. John ex- exemplifies the, the kind of ex- excubruent and endorsement that ought to come from us, and we hear that someone is being affected as a servant of Christ. John knew his place, and John, John was ready to do anything but John knew that as long as they're all going to Christ it's okay because that's what that's our mission so so in verse 28 when it says when John says I am not the Messiah but I have been sent ahead of him so here John recited what he had told the disciples earlier I am not the Messiah John has always been forthright in declaring his position. He did this so that the, the distinction between himself and the Messiah would be unmistakably clear. In the beginning, um, when the Pharisees were questioning um, John, like, who do you think you are? Why do you preach? What's the point of this? And John, and they asked him, are you a prophet? Are you Elisha? Are you the Messiah? And he told them, no, I'm John, and I'm here to prepare the way for Christ. Here, I'm trying to find it exactly where it is, so I can um, continue talking about it, but I don't seem to find the verse. But let us, let's continue. So, verse 29, he who has the bride is the bride's groom the friend of the bride's groom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bride's groom voice uh john added this beautiful metaphor to depict the way that he saw his relationship with jesus christ he described himself as being a friend of the bridegrooms or as we say today today uh the best man as the best man john enjoyed seeing his friend the groom honored. He insisted that all the attention should go to the bridegroom and his bride. It's, yes, <laughs> I, I don't think I have any words to add to that one. So in verse 30, so here's where we're going to end. In verse 30, it says, I must become less. It's a realization that John had. He knew that his work has been destined to decrease, even that he himself, he would have to decrease. John's willingness, willingness 
to decree so that Jesus would increase reveals unusual humility to also reveal how much he was like Jesus in character. He had so many similarities to Jesus. His the way we the way he acted and it's um, what we call the fruits of the spirit. And I actually want to go there uh, to that verse where it talks about the fruits of the spirit and I'm trying to find exactly where let's see so let's go to Galatians so let's see let's go to Galatians Galatians verse 5 chapter 5 verse 22 and so it says but the spirit produces fruit of love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness verse 23 gentleness self-control there is no law that says these things are wrong those who belong to christ jesus have crucified their own sinful selves they have given up their old selfish feelings and evil things they wanted to do. We get our new life from the Spirit, so we must follow the Spirit. We must not be proud or to make trouble with each other or to be jealous of each other. So here it clearly states, you know, completely just like, no, don't be proud, don't be jealous. And that's a competitive spirit, it's just a combination of being proud and jealous it that's what it said we must not be proud or make trouble with each other or to be jealous with each other but it also gives us the fruits of the spirit patience kindness these are um characteristics that jesus had the patience the kindness the, the love the joy and it's it's amazing how it just all wraps up together so beautifully in a bow The way that Jesus Christ came and John saw this and knew that he was going to decrease. He knew that he wasn't going to be, you know, well, no, well as well known as he used to because before that John was the John the Baptist, you know, baptized and he was known for that. So, yeah, that's. I think that's a great way to end today. So, it's. It's an amazing, <laughs> an amazing little verse, um, little section today. But I know it was short, and I know that usually we've been going for longer. But I want to continue on tomorrow. But remember to um, humble yourself. Humble yourself like the way John did. He decreased himself for the Lord. He he became less so he could become greater. And let's practice on that. Your, let's say, your challenge today would be to humble yourselves. You know, don't be such a proud person. If you're a proud person, you know, trust me, I've been there. I, I sometimes can be a proud person too. Sometimes I'm just, you know, like, hey, ha <laughs> ha hotty, hotty, blah, blah, blah. You know, as a proud person would do. Sometimes the proudness gets the best of me and I'm just like, ah, I shouldn't be doing that. 
And so remember, I remember Galatians. You know, you might want to write that in a little um, in a little book or in your or in your Bible. You know, Galatians five twenty two, the fruits of the spirit. But I think that's that's amazing. You know, let let the bride and and her groom. You know, let them shine. It's their day to shine, and you should just be smiling there and being proud of your friend. And it's a beautiful relationship. The way that John imagines his relationship with with Jesus as his friend. You know, how do you imagine your own relationship with God or with Jesus? How would you imagine it? So, you you dwell on that, and I'll continue on with the prayer. Okay, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. I thank you for allowing me to understand what today's、um, word. I thank you for allowing me to remember to humble myself down. But sometimes we become too proud, Lord, and sometimes we become too competitive. We think that we are better when we are just we're all the same. We're all sinners, and we're all here to glorify you, Lord. That's our purpose. That's our meaning, and we shouldn't lose sight of what our mission is. And that's to glorify you, to glorify the one true God, to glorify Jesus, to glorify you. Help us stay on the right road, Lord. It might be tough, and it might, you know, shake us a little, but being with you is the main point. Not to make, you know, treasures here, to have luxurious things. Why make these things where it could just rust and thieves could get to it when we could? Have many things with you. Help us continue on our path with you, Lord. To no longer have this, this simple faith. To have better faith in you, Lord. To completely trust you. Not a surface level faith, Lord, but a deep and meaningful relationship with you. To understand you more. And I ask that you please take care of the other person on the other side, Lord. Keep them safe on the rest of the day, Lord. And may this、um, this passage stay with them, Lord, and not go throughout the other year. Let it let it truly, you know, change them, Lord, so they can understand every day a bit more. I thank you so much, Lord. Now we trust in you in the good and the bad. And I thank you for everything, Lord, in the in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, guys. So that's it for today, and I'll see you tomorrow on Bible and Coffee. Have a great day, and God bless you all. Bye bye.